You're listening to the Garage Rock Show podcast at thegaragerockshow.com. It's Friday. It's another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast for you. Check it out every week, thegaragerockshow.com. Stream it live. And uh, this week, we have all of our special guests here. Dahlia, what's going on? What's up, Garage Rock Show listeners? This holiday week, uh, we also have Charles here with us. Hoobastank! And Aaron, what's up, man? What's up, guys? And uh, hopefully, guys, uh, Charles. uh, First of all, how was your fourth, man? I mean, it was cool, man. It was it was relaxed. I, you know, I I just hung with my family, and we didn't we ate a lot of food, but we didn't really do anything but like sit around and laugh. You know, we just nice. Yeah, we 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 got random sense of humor, like very like you know like this pod like this podcast and so but it's like you know our family just goes way out so yeah we had a blast and then awesome. Daisha, Daisha got to see a little bit and she had a good time nice aaron and uh aaron you're over here we had a pretty good time lighting off uh burning money so to speak we were talking, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. best ten dollars i ever spent yeah <laughs> every time one of those things went up in the air right yeah, yeah. oh my god uh, those things get worse and worse every year huh? <laughs> and of course our our pets uh were uh, arlo disappeared our cat I don't know where oh, he went for about five hours, and then Daisy was underneath the bed the whole time. So, oh yeah, it just never gets good for the pets. I don't know what to do with that. I mean, you know, yeah. What you know what? what whatever happened to just you know getting a, a an outsider and putting them in a big wooden structure and just lighting that on fire? <laughs> yeah, the good old days. The good you know? old days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Burning God. Man. Yeah. Speaking of holidays and fun time, uh, I don't know if you guys remember this photo of Billy Corgan uh, that went <laughs> viral in 2015. That? Well, this is a photo here of Billy Corgan. No, it's not. Uh, that is the photo. <laughs> the lizard person? Of, no, of the guy from Game of Thrones <laughs> the, with that that doesn't have that, you know, the oh, guy right. the with these little birds. Oh, little birds. Yeah. oh that's it him. He does look like him. Veneris or Varys? Yeah, Varys. He does look like does look Varys. Oh, William Corrigan. So this photo went viral because he just looks like he's having a horrible time and he's at the happiest place on earth in Disneyland, right? Yeah. And so uh, he was he was a good sport about it, though, because he posted this new one uh, of him at Disneyland with, I guess, a half of a smile there Yeah. with his young son. And he says, uh, at Disneyland, having an absolute miserable time. Note the fake smiles on our faces as evidence. So kind of a Do you know what, though? throwback to that. I mean, about it. You got to hand it to him because despite all his rage. <laughs> still a rotten cage. He, you know, and, and, he, and he worked through it. Yep. You know? That's, he worked it's, through it. It's those trials and tribulations. Just another hamster mm-hmm. in the wheel. Yep. <laughs> Poor Nosferatu. Uh, and also some sad news over the week. Um, uh, Dime, uh, Dimebag Daryl finally uh, got his resting place there with his brother Vinnie Paul as Vinnie Paul was laid to rest right next to him at the uh, Arlington Cemetery. Um, and uh, he was laid to rest in a kiss casket. Did Ooh. you guys see that? It was no. given to him uh, by Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley personally, given to uh, Vinnie Paul's... Um, family and he was buried in it in a kiss casket and a lot of his favorite clothes a lot of the band members and stuff were there at the ceremony and then i guess they had like a still had to put their logo on it huh they couldn't put (laughs) the pantera logo no no right i know right like they couldn't make a custom pantera casket right like Mm -hmm. no they have given a kiss casket uh but (laughs) i guess vinnie paul was like that like he's he's like funny kind of guy like he's he wanted playing like heavy metal at the funeral and like yeah. you know he doesn't want people crying yeah most people having a good time you know and so i guess it was kind of like that celebration of his life and i think you know all funerals right like i don't know i'd want to go on the record as saying that too that you know i'd want everybody to have a good time and not be uh you know 
Oh, I'm not going to have funeral. <laughs> a horrible no, no, thing. Yeah. I will. No, no funeral. Yeah. 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 No funeral. I knew a big car yeah. guy that had that passed away. They uh, they built a really nice, well, they took a casket that was already built, obviously, and they did a nice paint job, like a car oh, yeah. on it, and, and it was turned out really cool. Nice. Yeah. It's always cool when you could do something custom and, and to remember them by, you know? I'm going into a plant. A plant? Yeah. There's these things that you could buy where you're cremated, and then they put you into the into this this big plant structure and you biodegrade Chia into, pet, the, your face right, into the tree yeah, yeah. and then any plant the tree once it's legal because you can't just put somebody's ashes in the ground of course because that violates all kinds of health codes right. but if you if you let it biodegrade in this one there's websites and it's actually the a link to the website in my will oh like there it, you go it take you right there what a chia pet but instead of bob ross's head it's your own head <laughs> or just like a <laughs> giant they, they, they do a 3d rendering of yeah a ceramic head of, of charles's yeah head. and Which then we like could grow coming come from the eyeballs <laughs> 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 and a santa santa hat oh that'd be good yeah. and i've heard also that they, there's a company that presses presses your ashes into a record yes and you could have it be any kind of I heard that. Whatever, and then your ashes could be there, kind of like, you know, bring out the record and think of Grandpa. Yeah. You know? wonder what kind of music my ashes play. I don't oh, know. man. <laughs> I don't know. Electric Funeral by Black Sabbath. There you go. <laughs> or, you know, it's it's bop over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> no. Uh, speaking of Black Sabbath, uh, Black Sabbath, Tony Iommi did a pretty cool thing, cutting the ribbon on a new chemo unit uh, in his area of Birmingham, United Kingdom. Uh, he was invited to cut the ribbon to commemorate a new uh, hematology and oncology day unit. Nice. He was diagnosed himself with lymphoma in early 2012, underwent treatment after what he called, quote, the lowest moment of his life. He said, quote, you automatically wind yourself up saying that's it then, but it's not always the case, he said about being di- diagnosed. When they tell you, you think, oh, God, that's a low time. I had a few low times in my life like everybody has, but that one was the one that stuck him in the head, end quote. Uh, so they've, of course, also in the news as Ozzy are saying that they may play the 2022 Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, England. They're a multi-sport event for members of the Commonwealth that's scheduled to be held in Birmingham, England. So. That'd be pretty dope. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool if you did that. Yeah, if he was with Ozzy and, you know, Ozzy... You know, he's not belligerent all the time. When he gets on stage, he flicks that switch. No, yeah, he's he a just, professional. Yep. I it's mean, pretty awesome. Yeah, it's kind of a trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dahlia, I thought you'd be interested in this uh, as I was <laughs> reading this. As you're a fan of Garbage and Shirley Manson that she revealed uh, for the first time cut yourself. in a new op-ed uh, that she wrote for the New York Times <laughs> that she's thought, currently recovering from when she used to try to harm herself, including cutting her own skin with a penknife. She said it started while she was in her teens. The article was titled Shirley Manson, The First Time I Cut Myself. She said, quote, I was acutely aware of the intention I attracted, but I was entirely uninterested in anyone who was ever interested in me. I wanted someone I couldn't have and was otherwise completely paralyzed. I had a Hmm. desire to speak but could not find my voice. I wanted to change the world for girls like me, girls who didn't fit in or want to conform, but I didn't know how or where to start, and all of it drove me mad with rage. Hmm. She went on to say that harming herself made her feel powerful and in charge, which made her want to do it even more. Yeah. that's kind of interesting. I've never really heard it from someone's perspective like yeah, that. Yeah, I've heard that before. People who, who hurt themselves um, specifically for that reason because they're in charge and no one else can inflict pain on them. Um, you know, they, they can inflict that pain on them. And it's, it's yeah, it's pretty intense. Like a powerful thing? hmm Did you have any idea that she was... Mm, I didn't know cutter? she was... Yeah, I didn't know she was a cutter, but 
yeah. I, I mean, guess it, it makes sense. It was pretty d- a depressing album, you know. Like, mm-hmm. if yeah. you look back, I guess. Yeah. Uh, only happy and when she, it rains. Yeah, and, and she catered like to that. that crowd. Like, I like she garbage, did. but I really I love Butch Vig as a drummer, right? And, and, and a producer. He, yeah. Yeah. And how he directed the album. You're right but about that. It's, it's no surprise, you know, yeah. That she was a cutter, and she catered to that audience too. The girls who were kind of gothic and yeah. sad, but and I depressed guess I, I and, thought yeah. maybe like thinking she was just a product of a record label, and she was just acting and faking like that to be to sell records, yeah, you know. But it looks like it. she was truly depressed back then, yeah. Uh, and a lot of that stuff. I'm glad she didn't pull an Elliot Smith and stab herself in the heart with a dagger, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was oh. an emo way to go. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. So at <laughs> yeah. least she she got out of it, and obviously she can teach people now and you know say hey Good. you know i've been there and uh, offer some support uh so pretty cool uh well in honor of vinnie paul uh he recently passed away they're offering some new limited ed- edition pantera themed mini guitars at san diego comic-con next week if you guys are going to be uh heading down the area or looking at these online these look pretty badass actually they're these little a uh, little mini, mini guitars uh that have all the uh pantera albums on it and some kind of cool artwork on there they uh, play no, they're just uh, they're meant toys. to be just commemorative kind of things. Yeah, like a it's like a keychain. It collected. It's about paper. the size of your hand, I guess. We're looking at them right now. That's cool. That would be awesome if they played little electric guitar ukulele. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> they a little little solo from Cowboys from Hell. <laughs> 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 the like, cemetery gates, like one of those greeting cards. You know, like yeah. you open it up and it plays the little tune or whatever. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That'd be good. Oh, uh, look at that! He just scrolled past Billy Corgan. Oh, William Corgan. William Corgan. To now you? that's that's him. Oh yeah, and also there was this funny article. I don't know if you guys saw this like uh billy corgan and the whole crew apparently played this um house party and it got shut down like they tried to do this cool thing where no. they went to the original house where they filmed the 1979 music video yeah remember it was yeah. legendary vi- video well they got permits and everything they told all the neighbors but the neighbors still called the cops on them later in the evening oh geez and the cops had to come and like shut the concert down uh, we don't lizard care about people single <laughs> But it was hilarious. Like, uh, there's this funny little clip here. You might see if we get to it in time. Uh, Billy Corgan riding away, and he's like, "Like, rock on! They can't stop us." Kind of yeah. like he's like uh, letting everybody he's know. Like, I'm but. going to Disneyland. <laughs> 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 Fuck this! I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's kind of a cool idea, I guess. Like filming it, uh, uh, the video is not really that great quality any there anyway. There, but have, um, have you ever heard of a rapper um, named Little Dicky? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Have yep. you guys ever seen uh, the video for Save That Money? Yes. No, oh man, it's it's hilarious. He he's so he's trying to make the cheapest right. Made. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. he goes to like a car dealership and he's like, I just want to borrow it for like for an hour minutes. or 15 yeah. minutes to do this music video. <laughs> it's like a Lambo. And so he goes around and he does that like basically all over town with pretty yeah. much everything in the video. It's all like rented or uh you know super funny yeah yeah because he's jewish and it's a he's a clever play on yeah yeah it's his whole kind of persona if you guys look up little dicky and his whole uh thing please it's it's pretty hilarious please look up little dicky and please look up the music video save that money (laughs) he convinces some like older lady in like hollywood to let him like film in her in her big mansion like he's a boss that's and she's funny. just like signing all these disclaimers. It's like a fifty or sixty year old lady, just like, like go ahead, yeah, that's fine, <laughs> I don't mind. I thought this was an interesting uh, thing about uh, Star Wars here, Charles. I don't know if you heard about this, but the guy, you know, we all hated 
Jar Jar Binks. I'll mm-hmm. just start by saying that. Like a lot of us, when that came out, you know, mm-hmm. it was uh, probably the one of the worst Star Wars characters a lot of people thought. Goddamn fingernails on a chalkboard. But here's the thing. I guess this guy that played Jar Jar Binks, like, contemplated suicide back then uh, because what? of the negative backlash. And he's talking about it for the first time uh, now. He's uh, His name is, uh, what's his name? Ahmed Best. His uh, career-changing role as Jar Jar Binks uh, almost killed him, he says in this new article. Uh, he said he considered doing a solo show for next year's 20th anniversary of George Lucas's uh, Star Wars The Phantom Menace. He took to Twitter to share his thoughts on his journey through that universe. He said, quote, 20 years ago, I had faced a media backlash that still affects my career today. This was the place I almost ended my life. It's still hard to talk about. I survived this now. Uh, this little guy, which he's referencing uh, in his son in the photo, is my gift for survival. Would this be a good story for my solo show? Let me know. Here's a picture of him and his son. Uh, and he was basically just letting everybody know. And know everybody's reaction was like, kind of like, wow, you know, I didn't know that you were going through that uh, and feeling that way. Even uh, Muppets icon Frank Oz, a key figure in Star Wars, reached out and said, quote, I love Jar Jar Binks. I know I'll get raked over the coals for saying that, but I will just never understand the harshness of people's dislike of him. I do character work. He's a great character. Oh, okay, go ahead, shoot. Give me all you got, but you'll never change my mind. End uh, quote. You know what? I think that's probably a risk you take when you uh, when you become like a an actor. You face a lot of criticism. You could be the greatest thing or the greatest weight. Is that his statement right there? Yeah. Okay, so something's very wrong with that statement. So 20 years ago, it should say 20 years ago next year, Misa faced a beating backlash. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it should say. <laughs> that's what it, that should. It, sorry, I'm sorry, man. No, no, that's, that's good. wrong. That's but good. still, I mean, it's it, that. You know what? That's one of my biggest pet peeves. People who jump into the limelight and who want to be a star, then they finally get their big break and right. they get a lot of attention, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is horrible. My life is shit." Well, guess what? There are people out there that are struggling to make ends meet, and they don't have the sort of big break that you worked your entire life for. And who cares if people hate Jar Jar? I fucking hate Jar Jar Binks. But, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, still going to give you props as an actor. I mean, you, you know, he, he did a good job. Right. It's like uh, Andy, uh, what's his face? The guy who does Gollum? The uh, the actor who did who betrayed uh, Gollum? And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that guy, um, he does a lot of work. And a lot of people like the character of Gollum. A lot of people thought Gollum was very annoying. Uh, maybe because they didn't read the books, they didn't know like the right. You know, the whole saga. <clears throat> I could but, see that, precious. but yeah. I think it's probably fair to say that uh, people would say that Jar Jar Binks is probably the most hated Star Wars character mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. entire Star Wars universe. Did he read the script before <laughs> what before he became the character? Oh, like what he knew what he was getting himself yeah. into. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You never knew how... probably just excited to be part of a Star Wars. Yeah, you never know how a new character is going to be received, you know? I would would play Jar Jar. If 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 George Lucas said, hey, I'd like you to be like this character, and I read the script and I was like, well, this... This character's horrible. I'd still be like, I'm gonna be in a goddamn Star Wars movie, like, <laughs> and would take yeah. whatever backlash I got, even right. if it was even if it was negative. I mean, that's yeah, that's part of being an actor. It's part of being a rock star. I mean, look at John Travolta for God's sake. He was in that shitty Gotti movie, and um, oh yeah, you know, that, I'm sure that's, that's not a, gonna. No, that was horrible. That probably not gonna. But I mean, John Travolta. I mean, he that this guy was a no name actor. This was like thinking he's thinking, oh, this is gonna be my big break, you know? Yeah. And it turned out to be just a total shit show, and everybody was saying how it was like probably the worst, you know, of of all that time. He probably still gets royalties. Like, oh yeah, you know, probably, well probably yeah, makes good I'm, money. Yeah, lives a good life. 
it's probably one of those things that's so horrible that it's going to get like revamped in 20 years and he's going to have a spinoff with his own Jar Jar Bink show on the sci-fi <laughs> network. Dude, that'd be hilarious. And he might that'd get some awesome. more work out of it. Who knows later down the line. Dude, it'd be so funny if they did it like Jar Jar's like living in a single bar- bedroom apartment, you know, yeah. like struggling to make ends meet, you know, and he goes down the street and everybody fucking hates him and makes fun of him and shit, you know. And, yeah. Oh my God, that'd, like, be, that'd be really good. Oh yeah, like a kind of a BoJack Horseman type spin. Like yeah, or like uh, Marin or something, you yeah, know, yeah, one yeah. of those like he's just like, he, he hates everybody and everybody kind of hates him and he goes around and it would be funny. That'd be pretty good. I love Marin. We haven't watched that in a while. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Okay, so uh, let's do the On on This Day in Rock and Roll History trivia today. It's not on the screen for you guys, but I have it written down here. Nice. So on this day, July 6th in 1957, all right? Ooh, going way back. These two musicians met for the first time, became friends, and later start a band together. Was it... Robert Plant and Jimmy Page, Keith Richards and Mick Jagger, or Paul McCartney and John Lennon. On this day in 1957, they met for the first time and jammed out a little bit and uh, later formed a band. I'm going to say the Stones. So you say it's Keith Richards and Mick Jagger. Yep. Okay. Aaron? Um, I don't think it's the Beatles. So I'd probably say the Stones, too. Stones? Yeah. I'm going with John and Paul. John and Paul? So you say the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Were they earlier than 56? Dun, 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 dun. I Dahlia is correct. Oh. No okay. way, really? I'm a Beatles fan. Like, wow. this, no way. On this day in 1957, July 6th, uh, Paul McCartney and John Lennon met at the Woolton Church in Liverpool, where the Quarry men were playing. Paul uh, picked up a guitar and played some blues tracks and showed John actually how to tune his guitar. He was paying someone to do it for him. Really? And Paul showed him how to do it, and that kind of like, oh, whoa, this guy can play. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He can do something magical. So, yes, (laughs) on this day in 1957, the Beatles. Wow, that's crazy. uh, Met. Wow, that's uh, nuts. That's nuts. You know, crazy. I'm I'm this is probably blasphemy, but I hate early Beatles music. Yeah. yeah. I like love it. it. So, like it. are you a fan of the later stuff yeah, then or fan oh, of later okay. stuff? Yeah. All right. I'm a fan of later stuff after the psychedelic era kind of. Yeah, I'm into the psychedelic era. Right. Yeah, but not not really the into early the, stuff and the, the yeah. The, yeah, I want to hold you. Yeah, it yeah. just it's it grates on me. I don't know why. Uh, it yeah. always did. Sorry. No, I hear you. Sorry, Dahlia. No, that's okay. <laughs> like I yeah. love Revolver's one of my favorite albums, so there's oh, not, yeah. not the psychedelic era. No, that's the that's <laughs> yeah. kind of the in-between era yeah. right there. Uh, Revolver. See, that's dope. <laughs> I love the, the cartoon, too. That's great. Um, uh, it's a trip. New music this week. I will share a story after the show. Oh, no. Please, <laughs> please share it in nope. a second. Uh, nope. uh, all right. <laughs> time I dropped acid. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, he dropped acid, and <laughs> and then I, I went on a shooting spree, and the whole time Uh-oh. the song was in my brain. Uh-oh. <laughs> Not too many albums out this week. It was a holiday week, so typically they don't release anything. But uh, there was some stuff from Immortal, Dever- Devil Driver, We the Kings, and When. I have no idea when who When is or, <laughs> or what when they are. When is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but there's some big stuff coming out next week. Next week, holy shit! There's uh, wow. Okay, oh, 
the first new music from R- we Rick. Oh, I'm excited. What you're saying. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay, so check it out. There's there's new music uh, from Rick Astley. Oh, Rick Astley. His first new album in like God knows how fucking long. Yes. Uh, all right, but also seriously, there's a bunch of new music from well, Chief Keefe's coming out with a new album, Between the Buried and Me. Uh, Chelsea Green, Cowboy Junkies, Deaf Heaven, Dirty Projectors. Cowboy Junkies, seriously? Jim Gaffigan, uh, Obscura, Real Friends, Rick Astley, Rodney Crowell, Safe Face, Simon Love, Slightly Stupid has a new album coming out. Uh, The Jayhawks, Tom Bailey, and so there you go. Dope. Uh, Lots of new music coming out next week. week next week. Uh, So, yes, and of course, we have a bunch of new tracks for you guys lined up tomorrow night. Make sure you tune in, 105.7 FM, uh, for all those new tracks. You can stream it online. Anytime, 1057thebear.com. Did you hear about this lady climbing yeah, up on the pro- protesting on the Statue of Liberty? Yeah, did she have like a like a rise, resist or resist or ice, rise yeah, t-shirt it, or something? Yeah, she was calling for the uh, abolition of U.S. ICE, uh, the Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, for the abolition of that, forcing the evacuation of the statue on the 4th of July. This happened on Wednesday. Wow. They had to evacuate the, the Statue of Liberty on 4th of July. The woman held police officers there for hours after climbing the base and sitting by the statue's robes. Um, she was eventually arrested, as were six other demonstrators. Uh, so I guess they're part of a group called Rise and Resist, which uh, was behind the banner demonstration. So It's huge. That's a big statement. Yeah, pretty crazy. You can't get a, do a you really think, statement like, that. Do we all think, though, this is an effective way to change something or to at least bring attention to it, or what do you think? Dahlia. I... I'm sorry. What is the rise and resist? I have no idea. I don't have like a detailed, uh, um, you know, document on what these people are. I, I, I'm all that I, anti-immigration I, stuff. They're, you know. Oh. I would think uh, she's she's okay. So it if says I'm looking at this right. It says they're protesting the separation of immigrant immigrant children from yes. parents who cross the U.S. Oh. border illegally. Yeah. Oh, that's and, like what the recent media headlines. There were actually like a hundred protesters. Oh my God! This yeah, past yeah, Saturday morning. morning. That was all part of that. Yeah, I was on my way to the gym. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my goodness. I, yeah. I thought that was awesome, you know, to see people in our small community. Yeah, it's great. There's some. And they were yeah. peaceful, peaceful protesting, which I promote, peaceful protesting. Absolutely. You know. um, and, I mean, this this, this right here, it's, I don't know, if I'm just looking at the picture of it right now, and it just seems like a, a, a bold statement. You know, she's. She's standing up for immigrants, and she's um, she's sitting on the at the, the base robes of the, the base of the Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty, which That's, says, you, you know, know, give me your hungry, your poor, yeah, your needy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, it's it's pretty powerful, and in, in a, in a regardless of your political opinion, um, there's a lot of strife right now on both sides, uh, whether you're a Democrat or Republican or whatever, um, regarding like the treatment of immigrant families right mm-hmm. now. And um, yeah, it's a pretty it's, crazy situation. Yeah, and it needs it needs something needs to be done, and I guarantee. In 20 years, this picture of her standing at the bottom of that, I bet you anything that's going to be in history books. Oh, that would be awesome. Yep. Well, Chris and I, oh. we're first generation here. You know, our, oh, yeah. our parents, they came here on a boat. Yeah. You know, they they yeah. they Please. went to Ellis Island. They were placed here in the 70s. Well, I think your family in the 70s as well, right? Uh, Mine I think in the it 70s. Was before that, even. I think oh, it yours came been... a little bit earlier. The 60s. Yeah, my dad was a child. He was like only like five, six years old. Wow. Okay. My dad came as an adult. Yeah. yeah. With his entire family. So. My dad was a if kid. If it weren't for, you know, so there's gave a picture, us a good opportunity. Close up picture of her uh, getting secured there. But um, at least bringing some attention to it yeah. and making a big statement. Uh, yeah. However you think about it. 
Um, all right. Oh, hot dog eating championships. Yes. Uh, you can see Joey this. Chestnut. Fourth uh, of July. He set a new record. <laughs> That's the guy. How, really how many hot dogs do you think he ate? 68. To set the new world record. for um, It's in an hour time. An hour time. No, frame. it's in 10 minutes. Oh, 10 minutes. Yeah, he sorry. 68 hot dogs in 10 minutes? 10 minutes. And the oh buns. Oh, my God. It's more than that, Charles. I'll tell you that. It's more? Oh, it's last, more. last year's That's record That's last year. He broke it. Okay. Yeah. So I guess so. 70. It's, it can't be much more than that. 72, well, 74. Okay. Hmm. What do you think? I think his digestive tract is ruined. <laughs> That's oh, beside no, no, no. the point. No, you know how, how many, many calories? 22,000. Oh, yeah. Oh 22,000 calories. 51,000 uh, uh, milligrams of sodium. Okay. How is his body processing <clears throat> that? Is he taking like a shitload of probiotics before oh, he... Oh, he's throwing up. A lot up. of shit. He's throwing up as soon as he gets home. <laughs> so check it out. Uh, he ate 74 oh, hot yeah. dogs. Yeah. 74. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a beast. Uh, apparently oh, last year he had 72 was the record for yeah. last year. So he, had, oh, he beat it by okay. two hot dogs this year. 74 hot dogs and buns in uh. 10 minutes. Also, there was a chick... Mickey Sudo repre- uh, represented the women's champions. She ate 37 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. Nice. They both mm. took home $10,000 each. Su- su- wow. Sudo. You know, uh, there was a lady <laughs> who, uh, before Joey Chestnut came on the, on the uh, you know, up in the ranks, um, there was a, a, a little Japanese dude named Kobayashi, and then there was yeah, another little right. Japanese lady called, they called her the Black Widow, and they were up in the the 50s and 60s range when they, before Joey Chestnut came on the scene. Wow. And um and they were taking home the, Koba, that Kobayashi guy won it like three years in a row. And, yeah. Uh, wow. And he's a little guy, 130 pounds. Crazy, huh? Wow. Little dude. He uh, ate 30 pounds of noodles in 10 minutes one day, uh, one, one year. Oh man, that's so gross! It's just disgusting how they just (laughs) dip the buns in water. Oh yeah, yeah, it's gross. It's like no flavor, uh, like at all. It's just to soften the the bread, and make it easy to digest. Like, oh, I did a um, two hot dogs is like on a normal day is like maxed out. Yeah, yeah, that's That's enough of your sodium. After you have that second one, you're like you're going something else if you're still hungry. No, because it's too much sodium and and too much fat. I couldn't imagine even eating ten. Oh, I did a, uh, I did a, uh, an eating contest one time and ate six pounds of an eight-pound burrito. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, one of those, like... Did you have a photo you showed yeah. us? Gigantic photo burrito things. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, say that again. It was six pounds? Six pounds of, of an eight-pound burrito. Almost there. What, did you, you win something if you got the whole thing? Nah. You what just, was the time limit? Uh, there was no time limit. But, oh, really? Yeah, but we just... And she it, just and spent it, the night. <laughs> you know what? Asleep. We probably should, but, like, the you got to get through it as fast as possible before you hit the wall. And yeah. so, like, I had to do all kinds of prep stuff. Like, I actually looked up some advice from Joey Chestnut and some of these other people, and they were, like, saying the uh, a week before grapes. it. Uh, grapes. Grapes. Yeah, huh? every night, a pound of grapes for I've the four days leading too, up to it. Yeah. Because it'll expand your stomach out, but then it basically turns to yep. mostly water. It does. Same huh. with grapes, right? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. It was interesting, and it was, and I'm going to tell you what, it was tasty. The place doesn't exist anymore. It's this little place in Stevenson called Harmana's Cafe. It doesn't exist anymore. But it was awesome, and the the burrito itself was only like eighteen bucks, oh, and it was wow. and it was delicious. Wow! Yeah, I just hit a wall at six pounds. I hit a wall. I couldn't do it anymore. The guy I was competing against, he rode a motorcycle to the place, and oh, then no. rode it home and had to stop the motorcycle and throw up about four <laughs> pounds of that burrito he ate. That place in Winton, uh, I think it closed. Tequila Cafe yeah. used to have a burrito called the Furminator. Oh, it wasn't. I don't think it was quite six, uh, eight pounds or even I think six I've pounds. It. it was pretty big burrito. But I think uh, if 
you finished it, you maybe got it free or something. Don't quote me on that, but it was you, something like that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, quick sports minute. LeBron going to the Lakers. That was, oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and they also stole JaVale McGee from us as a Warrior fan. And the Warriors got DeMarcus Cousins, right? Yep. So that's that's a good pickup for us. That's basically could mean... So what do you think, though, with LeBron going to the Lakers? Do you think this is finally going to be where he's going to have the team chemistry he's been uh, looking he for? What do you sign? A four-year? Four-year. Uh, for $137 million or something like that? Wow. Yeah, I think that comes the out Our ball is all what, about that. We were saying <laughs> yeah. like 37, 30, year, 37, 37 30 a year? Mill a year, yeah. Something like oh, that. Oh, man. That's intense. That's pretty wild. But, uh, yeah, the Warriors with that with DeMarcus Cousins could make the first time. Well, I don't know if it's the first time, but have to have – Four or uh, five all star all stars on the starting lineup, you know. That's yeah, kinda, that's, that's ridiculous. That's, that's insane. It's almost not even fair. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to complain because I'm a Warriors fan, and we've been shitty for so long that you know I I enjoy. Yeah, it. it's finally yeah. finally time, <laughs> finally paying off. Yeah. Uh, this was cool. Moving on to movie news, I thought um, uh, I don't have this on the screen for you guys, but um, Showtime ordered a Halo series based on the Xbox game. Oh no way! Uh, according to Deadline, Showtime has ordered a ten episode series for Halo, which is the working title based on the award winning Xbox video game franchise. Steven Spielberg's Amblin Television. We'll produce it. Oh, cool. Kylie Killen will serve as the writer, executive producer, and showrunner. It's a made-up name. Originally, (laughs) there was going to be a series based around Halo produced by Xbox Entertainment Studios for Xbox original content effort, which was scratched in 2014. The Halo video game franchise has sold more than 77 million copies worldwide, grossed over $5 billion in sales so far. Cool. So that sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. I love it when Showtime HBO picks up these things because they always do it right. Yeah. You know, they wait. So this is a series. Yeah, ten episodes. Oh, a series. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's gonna be like um, a series, live action. Now, hopefully, hey, hopefully, cool, Showtime doesn't do like they do with a lot of series and just turn it into kind of softcore porn. <laughs> that's you know? Cinemax. They, oh, it's Cinemax. <laughs> but, Cinemax. Uh, that's Cinemax. Yeah. They're bad at that. Yeah. Oh, big time. There like, was this show called Banshee that was like that. That actually was like a halfway decent show, but it was just like such a yeah. a cheap porno at times. Yeah. Uh, like you're just like, oh We're my losing god. Losing ratings. More boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like what? What was that? That uh. Uh, that one um, about the um, Sparta, um, it was on a... Oh, was yeah. A, oh, man. It was like... Um, it wasn't Rome. Rome was good. That was no, HBO. that was on HBO. Vikings? Yeah. No, it no, was another it was like, one. It was on like, Showtime. Oh, it, or, uh, oh. it was like a gladiator type thing. It was called G- G- Galactus or whatever, something like that. But <laughs> you turned it on and you'd be like, wow, this is really good. And you're like... Intergalactic oh, wow, gladiators. Like, that's like a yeah. scene from Monsters Ball, like going on right there. I mean, it was brutally graphic. Like you're like, whoa, and you know, people walk in the room, they think you're watching porn, you know, and you're like, what no, the hell are you watch? No, it's Sparta. It's, 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 it's a good series. It's artfully done. It's, it's Damn it. period. Uh, it's accurate it, for the period. This is what they were doing. Yeah, you're like, it's a period. It's set in Rome, and she's all slap my ass, and it's like, ugh, slap my ass, big daddy. It's set in Rome. It's like, come on now. Slappest uh, my ass. Uh, <laughs> I thought this was a cool little story about this space map that led to some hidden treasure, so check it out. There was a space map drawn in the 60s by an astronaut named Gordon Cooper, and it's led to some treasure. And they're Ooh. doing this series on the Discovery Channel. It's called Cooper's Treasure, and it's actually premiering today uh, by the time everyone's hearing it. So check it out. Apparently... Cooper created the map to pinpoint 100 anomalies he spotted in the Caribbean during a space mission. At the time, 
He might have been identifying possible Cold War nuclear threats for our government. He eventually gave the map to an old friend, specializes in recovering historic shipwrecks. Daryl Miklos and his team of underwater explorers used it to find a pile of six cannons dating to the 18th century and hope to find more treasures nearby. The Discovery Channel is airing Cooper's Treasure today. Oh, that's awesome. So I thought that was kind of neat. That does sound awesome. I'm into all of that. I mean, he was probably up in in space, and he probably had a perfect view of, like, shit over the ocean. He's, like, just maybe marking him down on a map. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, there was a huge something there to check out, right? They do. Have you seen the show What on Earth? Uh, no. I think I've seen yeah. maybe it's, an episode or two. It's, yeah, it's, seen the preview. It's, yeah. Is that when they make things? No, it's uh, when they're, oh, the they're getting they're, they get satellite images, right? Yeah, of unexplained things mm-hmm. from the satellite, and then so people down on Those, Earth yeah, they oh, go yeah. and they explore right. these anomalies. Oh, that's cool. It's awesome, and they they explain exactly what it is, or sometimes they can't explain, but they they reach out to. Experts and experts in um, natives of yeah. the area, right? To get the story, yeah. It's like to things get found the... on Google Maps. Oh right. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah and you'll zoom in level. and you'll be like, "What the yeah. hell is this? Like some kind yeah. of mysterious compound, or yeah. like it's shaped like some kind of thing?" Yeah. And, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Why on earth is it shaped that way?" Or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Garage Rock Show listeners, I just gave me a brilliant idea thinking about that right now. So if we get, um, if we get two thousand listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I I will that's stretching. I will I will reach I think we out got about twenty. I will reach out to our to our awesome sponsors, Balljack, to front <laughs> a little fund bit it. of gas. They'll fund They'll it. They'll fund it, and then we'll 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 set up a, a scavenger hunt. We get crow. We get area. Uh, we get fight milk involved in this, and I think we we can we can do this. Yep. We, we'll have enough money for fight it. milk and Balljack. Absolutely, <laughs> definitely. Yep. But check it out. Seriously, it's called Cooper's Treasure, and it's on Discovery Channel. So I'm going to be checking that out. So. Nice. Well, check this out. Ride-sharing apps Uber and Lyft are beginning to move beyond cars now. CNN reporting that companies are now looking into other types of city rides, including electric scooters, bicycles, and other non-gas-eating vehicles. Dope. As always, though, the ride-sharing companies are going to need regulatory approval for their services. Some cities are already balking at the number of scooters and bikes uh, cluttering their roads, like San Francisco, mm-hmm. some of the big areas where it's already a problem. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of that? Like, If you had a couple of scooter stations, you could scoot from one side of the town to the other, drop your scooter off like yeah. a U-Haul truck, huh? Like how you could take it to another city, drop it off? Yeah. I would love to do, <laughs> love to do that. But seriously, would you even use that, Dahlia? Would you, even, would you be on a scooter? Um, well, I would, I would first need to learn how to ride a scooter, but what there's, <laughs> well, there's a, push. there's a problem with the bike lanes here yeah. in Merced. So that's what they're like, saying. This would increase that problem. Like if there's already a bike plane, bike lane problem in crappy old Merced, imagine somewhere else where there could be thousands more people now on the roads on bikes, scooters, tourists, people who've never been on a bike or scooter and they're from x or y and they're mm-hmm. coming to visit this area and they want to get around and be like you know touristy well my fear all of the time even when i'm like crossing into like a turn lane there's like the bike lane between like the yeah. turn and the going straight right like i'm always afraid i have like this fear in my mind that there's going to be a bicyclist in my blind spot in my yeah. car I'm that would be me because i bike all around town you all do the time. i yeah. know and even aaron he, he's been I don't know if riding lately, but riding lately. So yeah, yeah. I went on a I went on a 24 mile bike ride last <sighs> Sunday. 
Nice. Um, oh my god. Yeah, wow. Twenty four miles. Twenty four miles. Nice. Yeah, you have a lot of stamina. I don't know if you remember like that time that we you took us on like the Bear Creek. The oh yeah, bike. what was gonna be a leisurely ride and for Chris it was like a race. <laughs> oh yeah. I was right. dying. Hey, I couldn't catch zone. up with you guys. I'm like, yeah. hi Kat, I gotta go home. Chris I'm was in the zone tired. that day. It was it was awesome. He used to be like super in shape, you know. Well, I'm, I'm You're still in shape. I'm getting good. there. You're doing good. Yeah. I'm getting back. Ladies and gentlemen, Stella's Chris getting in, her groove back. Yeah. <laughs> Stella's getting her groove back. <laughs> Stella's getting her groove back. Moreno's getting his groove back. <laughs> That'd be a horrible movie. That would. It would be great. Oh, oh my no, god. It would be great. No one would watch it that. Would It'd be, be like the King of Kong. You. It'd be worse than Gotti. <laughs> It'd be worse than Gotti. <laughs> okay. Well, this is kind of a, a crazy thing. I wanted to bring it up though. It does have to do with music news in the week. What were they thinking at the Montreal Jazz Fest as they uh, cast? Uh, a book, this band called, I think it's called Slave. It's S-L-A-V with an A with a thing over it. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you pronounce it as Slave or Slav. It could be Slovakian. So Slav. here's the thing. It's this controversial show featuring slave songs being sung by a mostly white cast. Uh, okay. What were they thinking like in the first place? Uh, booking something like that, You right? know who booked them? It was No Effects. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, okay, there was a African American singer Moses Sumney canceled his scheduled concert at the festival in protest, which brought attention to this band. He wrote to the festival organizers that it was not okay to have white performers singing slave songs, stating, "quote Especially not while they are dressed like poor field workers or cotton pickers. Especially not while they are directed by a white director in a theater charging loads of money. This kind of black imitation is very reminiscent of blackface minstrel shows. The only thing." Missing is black paint, end quote. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree the, with that. The Jazz Fest team said in a statement yesterday, quote, since the beginning of Slav performances, the festival team has been shaken and strongly affected by all comments received. We would like to apologize to those who were hurt. It was not our intention at all, end quote. There were protests outside the venue, uh, which resulted in the collaboration between the theater, blah, blah, blah. The show had been billed as, quote, a tribute to music as a tool for resilience and emancipation. End quote. That doesn't hmm. make sense. Yeah. It sounds like a horrible probably, idea. It's probably yeah. some twisted group of evangelical Christians that think that monster is like the devil's drink and stuff. And I just don't see how that artfully done. That kind of stuff gets made this day and age. I just yeah. don't see how bad taste. Uh, yeah. Horrible. It is in bad taste. Uh, are you guys on Instagram at all? Yes. Yes. Okay, we'll check out this new feature. We all are, except for you. I'm not, so, well, (laughs) I'll get your guys' opinion on this. Instagram is uh, apparently testing out letting questions be asked in stories. Hmm. Users can already add yes or no polls, multiple choice questions to their stories, as well as emoji sliders, but the new feature lets someone ask open-ended questions to their followers that allow for written answers which can be apparently uh, as long as they like. Does this shirt or this shirt look better on me? <laughs> yeah, oh my God, what do you think? That shirt is so you. Remember back in <laughs> summer of 96? Oh, yeah, you wore a shirt like that. Should I oh, kiss? Could I, should I kiss at the camera this way or kiss at the camera this way? <laughs> <laughs> Whether they'll arrive should in the I user's inbox. at this angle or this angle? <laughs> you know what? I, I didn't do Instagram say. for the longest time, Chris, and the reason why I just got on Instagram maybe about a year ago 
The reason why is because I was sick of the fucking hashtags. Yeah. Like, people were take, like going crazy and they would be like, hey, look at my Instagram. And I would look at the picture and it would just be like four paragraphs of nothing but hashtags. Yeah. Like, why do you want like, so many people to search for your stuff? I, yeah. I wonder too. You know, they're like just hashtag food. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag yeah. living the life. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag freaky Friday. Hashtag headphones. Hashtag t-shirts are us. <laughs> hashtag poodles. And it's like, who's searching for that shit anyway? Yeah. And why do you care? Yeah. And it's the time, like a, it's not even a searchable field yeah yeah and it's like What's a picture of a sandwich it's like a picture of a goddamn sandwich people on a table. don't know what this <laughs> point is anymore hashtag living the sandwich life oh, oh my god yeah people don't yeah exactly and and uh and like justin timberlake and um and jimmy fallon did a really funny skit and i think after that skit like people thought it was you know kind of ridiculous and they kind of started chilling out a little bit hmm. i don't know if you guys saw it but if if you haven't look it up it's super oh funny. no i have to check that out yeah they they talk in hashtags so like you know, Jimmy Fallon will come in, and Justin Timberlake's like sitting on a couch, and then he'll be like, uh, he'll be like, "Hey, what's going on, Justin?" Uh, hashtag Freaky Friday, and then Justin <laughs> will be like, "Nothing much." Hashtag chilling on the couch. Hashtag eating a sandwich. Hashtag drinking a bottle of Coke. And then it was like, nice, it almost like exemplifies how annoying the hashtag mm-hmm. paragraphs were, but in just a very comical way. All right, yeah. check this out, Amazon. Uh, debuting delivery vans. Yes. Okay, this isn't up on the screen, but I have this story here. They want to launch people. Uh, they want people to launch their own businesses to, to deliver their packages. Yes. So here's the deal. What they're saying is that entrepreneurs will be able to lease these vans. Uh, you'll buy Amazon uniforms for your employees and get support for Amazon to grow their business. On its end, Amazon will be able to go around. Uh, the Postal Service, UPS, FedEx, and other package delivery services do their own delivery. Awesome. Have more control over how their packages are delivered. Amazon says more shoppers will be able to track their packages on a map, contact the driver personally, change where a package is left, or leave details uh, instructions. It's like Uber. Who and are the masterminds behind Amazon? That's brilliant. Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Brilliant. Yeah, he's like the richest man on earth. Dude, I know you guys have been yeah. using DoorDash lately. I've been using that. Dude, yes. DoorDash. It's similar, right? It's amazing. People... I don't even need to leave my house. Like yeah. Unless I have to I go saw, to work, obviously. The last but... ones that came to my house, it looked like a like a young they're like college They're the couple. college kids. It was yeah. like a couple. Like the 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 female was driving, the the male got out, brought the food up to the car, he jumped back in, and they rolled out. It's like their yeah. their little side job they do together or something. Yeah, like, and they know? get a good little chunk of of cash for every delivery, mm-hmm. and it's super easy. I mean, uh, most of the time it's just going through a drive through or something, picking yeah. it up half the time, or yep. just popping into a restaurant. Um, yeah, they text me like any sauces. I know yeah, they, they call me. You. Yeah, they're and like, um, they didn't have did, an item, they and they're like, this, what what other what item do you want? Yeah. Like, hashtag whatever item do you want? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hashtag do you like sauces? No, that's dope. But I'm just super concerned about, I mean, eventually no one's going to have any need to go inside any stores anymore, huh? Mm. I mean, there's groceries now delivered right to your doorstep. Yep. Right. You get cold milk that's delivered within like 30 An minutes hour, from a... 30 yep. minutes. And Costco. Costco does the same thing, too. You, you know? can get Costco delivery of practically everything there. Uh, yeah. DoorDash. Uh, but it's also an, uh, a good reason for everyone not to drink and drive anymore yes, you know true. it's like everybody is always like oh well you know i need to go get some food or this or that and they yep, rationalize no it in their mind no you don't you don't need to do anything like that stay at home do it that way absolutely uh, don't be drinking and driving you know so that's a cool thing too so amazon uh, delivery amazon man that's a good idea i Apparently, think that's a great idea uh, they already have something that they're doing uh where uh people deliver with their own cars it's called amazon flex yeah and people deliver already for amazon with their own cars they have a fleet of cargo planes called air prime Air, 
and they have announced that they're building an air cargo hub in Kent in Kentucky. Oh, nice. So, Kentucky. Yep. Big things on the way from uh, from them. But uh, an air hub now. That pretty much finishes up our week of the garage for you guys. Uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow for an all new episode of music for you on 105.7 FM as well as 1660 AM. You can always stream us anytime, anywhere, 1057thebear.com. Hit us up on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the garage rock show. And thanks for everybody joining us this week. Mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. America. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion standards or policies of the garage rock show tgrs assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein this disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com